Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello, welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, where everyone gets an Oscar. You get an Oscar. You get an Oscar. You you can take a seat, La La Land. Not so much you. But everyone else gets an Oscar. Justin is over there cringing in the corner <laughs> as we just finished watching the uh, 2017 edition of the Academy Awards. And wow, I think we, we have to address what happened in the very, very end before we go further with anything. Why don't you like do a proper intro first, Chrissy? I can't. I'm too in shock over what just happened. What's up, guys? We're so I'm married to Movie Geek. My name is Justin. Uh, that was Chrissy. We are giving you live post-commentary of this year's awards. And we're full raking We usually, you know, don't talk about news or anything on our show. We keep it rather evergreen usually, but we just saw the Oscars and we're having lots of emotions. Um, Lots of emotions. Most lots of them are emotions. WTF. I think it could be encapsulated in that. Um, We've been... We've been drinking some alcoholic beverages. <laughs> I currently have my nose is running, and I would Aww. really love some McDonald's fries right now. You've been talking about McDonald's fries for what feels like maybe two hours, guys. You ever like every every drinking, you have a good time, and you just think like, you know what would make everything twice as good right now? McDonald's what? fries, except they're not vegetarian, Chrissy. Stop trying to harsh my buzz. I just want some McDonald's fries. Also, as you have now mentioned twice, the fact that we've A, been drinking and B, that you have a buzz going. Earlier on, Justin was like threatening to drive to McDonald's. Granted, it is literally 0.01 mile away. It's like on the corner. I would. You've got a bike. It's probably got a flat tire, but I can make it. You were like... Or could jog. You were like... It's funny because Justin's a really poor liar, which is great for our marriage, but I would he's never, like... I would never drive like this. No, I know. But he was he was going down to the car. He's like, I'm going to get some McDonald's fries. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm getting in the car. And I'm like, Justin, sit your ass down. You're not going anywhere. And you're like, where are the keys? I'm getting in the car. And I'm like, he's such a terrible liar. He can't even fake it. <laughs> That's why he didn't chase you down. I was like, yeah, he's not going anywhere. His ass is coming right back to the couch. And sure enough, you brought ice cream with you. Thanks for shaming me, Chrissy, like that. <laughs> it wasn't shaming you. It was funny. So, um, so yeah. So, so this week, Chrissy gets a reprieve um, in a way. She, if, if you don't know, Chrissy, a reprieve. she's Miss Musical. So knowing that the Oscars were this week, I was like, okay, let's talk about the Oscars uh, initially right after we watch them. And then we could talk about La La Land finally. I mean, it's been only like... Chrissy's been waiting. Two months since we saw it. Um, and an, another musical that Chrissy's never seen um, from my childhood, uh, Little Shop of Horse from 1986. So... Chrissy? Yeah. Hot take. Yes. Oscars. We just finished watching them. 
What'd you think? Semi-predictable. Uh, La La Land didn't clean up to the degree that I think everybody predicted that it would after it swept the Golden Globes. So, but I'm not like opposed to that. I'm not sitting here sad and wallowing that they didn't clean up. We'll get into the reviews of the actual movie in, the, in a second. But it was really nice to see people like Viola Davis win an award and um, for Moonlight to win the end. And um, even Casey Affleck, who... Any and all of these things that I've just talked about, I haven't necessarily seen their movies, but all have been lauded as great. And I don't like a homogenous Oscars. I like it when a little bit of everybody gets a chance to win. Okay. Well, that's the thing. I was thinking today. I'm such a socialist. We. <laughs> Damn you. <Chris. laughs> Bernie um, Sanders and I want everybody to have a piece of the pie. I'm really embarrassed because I'm not really up to date on all the the Oscar nominees this season mm-hmm. um and haven't really been up to date the last couple of years either well kids damn kids it's like we have we get have, off my we, lawn we kids. have the option like we have the they're like look at them they're right there they're stacked right in front of our tv for those of you who don't know justin still- is in a guild where he gets uh screeners sent to us and pretty much that's one of the reasons we're in the guild and yet we don't have reasons or time to watch so any disappointing of disappointing and sad they just like, a crew space but out of the the best picture nominees this year i think i've seen two and a half and a half of them what's the half arrival oh that's <laughs> so you mean two and a quarter Chris, both so Chrissy and I both tried to watch Arrival, and it might as well have been some kind of uh, severe Nyquil. I mean, we were out. I feel like that like pretty, snoring on the couch, both out. I, I feel like that pretty often when we're watching movies, and I think th- that was actually that's a great example because it was you, comforting though. Like it was comforting, and I like what was happening on the screen. Like it was very, um, I don't know. I'm sure it's a great movie. I, I want to watch the rest of it, I guess. At some point in time. I mean, we love Amy Adams. We love Aliens. This should have been a perfect pairing, and yet 10 minutes in. <laughs> uh, I've heard good things. It was a little bit slow to start. So, uh, yeah. B- b- embarrassing. So, I've seen La La Land. I've seen Moonlight. And I've seen 40% of Arrival. Well, so. you've seen Moonlight now, which we... Oh boy, no, that uh, that one best picture in lieu of La La Land. So, uh, who who's to blame for this? So a you're, PA. It's a PA? It has to be. No, but okay, so they got the wrong envelope. Somebody got the wrong envelope. Somebody so, printed the award for Emma Stone twice and put it in the wrong envelope. if it wasn't like your, grand, like your grandparents up there with this incorrect <laughs> envelope. Yes. Would, Would they it, have opened it and been like, oh, wait, something's no. amiss? If Leonardo DiCaprio, who had just awarded Emma Stone, for instance, had not awarded Emma Stone the award, but had instead been doing Best Picture, I trust that Leo would have so had did they the get double? Did they get double? So he got to look double envelopes? So both had both said Emma Stone, Emma Stone for a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't paying enough attention to go, well... Warren Bain tried to defend himself and he said, I saw it. That's why I gave a pause. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was like, uh, like he didn't know what to do basically. So he's pretending like he saw it, didn't know what to do about it because he didn't have an alternate envelope in his hand, alternative effects, and instead headed, like handed it over to Faye, like as if to say, you know what, what do is, we you know do? What, you know what this is, right? What? Bonnie and Clyde struck again. <laughs> stealing, stealing the award. 
But then Faye, because she was just like, oh, Warren, you sad sack, like read the fucking award, wasn't paying attention either. And so she just, she didn't even like look at him. She looked straight at the piece of paper and was like, oh, la la land, like wasn't paying attention. I think this is the first time like the the actual opening and deliver the delivery of the award is going to be studied for years to come. Like what happened there? What do you think happened? If not what I just described? Well, I, well, I assume that, like I said, that Faye couldn't read it or didn't understand what was going on. And she just saw the words La La Land on there. She didn't notice Emma Stone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like next year they need to like counterbalance by letting like, the kid from Lion gift the award or something. Someone that's going to really work hard and make sure they read it right and understand what's going on. It's actually really sad. I feel like a lot of old people from Hollywood are going to be put out on ice flows after this particular <laughs> Oscars because next year they're going to be like, we're skewing young and that's the end. <laughs> it's it's time to get robots in there. Let's <laughs> let's put some robots out there. The guy uh, from iRobot comes back and you're like, I know you don't remember me, but I'm here to deliver best picture. Well, but... Weren't like the the suitcase twins, like the Price Waterhouse people standing nearby? Didn't they obviously know? Well, they read it, right? I mean, clearly, they know. clearly they did storm the stage because you saw they stormed the stage. Well, you, you, I just saw like Warren Beatty, like no, 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 awkwardly no. like butting in. It was it was uh, producers, Jimmy. I believe those people that you're discussing and then somebody else who I didn't recognize because Emma Stone was seen on camera going. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she looked appalled and she was covering her mouth. And you're like, some shit's going down. What's going down? I was watching her. I was like, what's happening? And then they backed away. And then you saw them all kind of coming in the middle. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, I knew I'd screwed this up. Um, guess what? The actual winner is Moonlight. Not a joke. Well, I guess that was very um, magnanimous of the the people that had spent three three minutes of their life thinking that they won the award and giving a speech and then had to be like, no, I'm I'm proud to give this to my, you know, producer Our, of Moonlight, Moonlight or whatever. Let's talk about conspiracy theories for a second. Really? Do you think it's possibly a setup for ratings? What do you mean? Like a setup for ratings. It was at the end of the show. No, but the producers knew what they were doing and that it would get a lot of play after the fact people who DVR'd it, it would get play on the morning talk shows that that cuz it was a boring Oscar cast otherwise. But it makes them look like something like some people someone fucked up like what is, how does that do well for ratings i'm playing devil's advocate but you know it's they say I think no they're gonna get no know, press is bad press press no matter what so right but it could have gone down otherwise as a pretty boring telecast well i think they kind of by again hiring your grandparents to give out the award there was always something that could have <laughs> gone wrong like when they first walked out there you're like oh no i know like they look old i did like, say that they look like there's one baby and what like oh it's like faye dunaway what happened oh, no. what happened <sighs> what happened faye dunaway what happened no but but seriously and again devil's advocate but do you think that it was an organic issue or that perhaps there was some sort of foul play I just don't know how they benefit by, you know, Again, screwing I think up in that way. Because otherwise it could have gone down as one of the more boring telecasts in, in Oscar history. And then instead, 
they shook it up with this. I'm thinking, I mean, maybe I watched too many episodes of Lifetime's Unreal, but I'm thinking of like Quinn, the producer in Unreal, producing this show. And she's like, somebody give me some drama! Like at the end. <laughs> and meanwhile, I was over here thinking of Catfish. Like you think, like, oh, it's definitely not the person. It's not the person that they think it is. And then it's like actually exactly that person. Like, oh, wait, I've been, you know, Quadruple catfished over here. I'm so confused. Did Russia have a hand in this? That's <laughs> all I want to know. Russia's got a lot of free time, man. <laughs> a lot of free time. What? Well, I mean, obviously that was the biggest surprise. Can Faye Dunaway read the election results again? Let's let's not put Faye Dunaway in charge anymore. Damn it. Or Warren Beatty for that matter. <laughs> Neither of them. They did good. You know, I guess. <laughs> Ish. They got lots of press for this Academy Awards. Chrissy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Publicist Chrissy for the Academy Awards. <laughs> this is the hot this is the hot way to do it. Um were there any other surprises? No. Hmm. Oh, really. when Moana got hit in the face. <laughs> Mo- Moana got hit in the face by this Poor like flag Moana. thing. She was amazing, by the way. Sixteen years old, and she's giving this heck of a performance, both vocally and in terms of um uh being able to emote. She was incredibly emotive. And all of a sudden, one of the dancers flies by with the flag and smacks her in the face. She doesn't miss a beat. She keeps going. But everybody was collectively laughing on their couches across America. Jimmy Kimmel was serviceable, I guess. Yeah. He was okay. He's non-offensive, except to Matt Damon. Oh, that was... I love the Matt Damon Kimmel uh, rivalry. I didn't realize it was the shtick ran so deep. That's a thankless job, though, hosting the the Oscars. So, I mean, he did he did okay. Uh, yeah, it's Nobody... weird, but uh, there were there were there weren't that many surprises. So, the things that I'll probably remember are the like weird. I like the weird stuff, like sending candy from the sky, and right. Um, I love the random people showing up with their their cell phones and stuff. So, by the way, I have to have a brief interlude from a guest. I'm going to read a text out on our podcast from my mother <laughs> who says, hey, thanks for the info. As earlier, I told her what happened because she fell asleep because she's old like Faye Dunaway. She's your mom. Wait, she falls asleep too? No I way. Know, I know, right? How she says, happen? don't you think this year was boring though, aside from what happened at the end? <laughs> so just saying your mom planned it she knew what was going on all along <laughs> she was this a, is a massive conspiracy let's really read into this anything is possible um so yeah i, I agree except for like a couple points it was pretty kind of what about when they had boring. um the tour bus come through that's what I just said i said the random people with their cell phones oh that part i thought you were talking chris about- if that was us we would be like i would have like double cell phones. Can you imagine? You would have like shoved me at Ryan Gosling. You would have been like, here. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like I would have had to have shoved you. I would have been too shy. You know me. I would have been frozen. I would have been like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because <laughs> you would have been like, boy, yo, 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 yo. But like to the point where I couldn't move. You would have had Hashtag to Hashtag lady boners everywhere. Who doesn't have a lady or male boner for Ryan Gosling? We were talking like it was very nice of him to stand up and he was greeting and shaking everyone's hand in that random bus. He was introducing his sister like a gentleman to everyone. Agreed. Um, so I totally. Who's your best dressed? It would of the be night? like double lady boners. It would be me and you. <laughs> except for I'm not a lady. What? Who's your best dressed of the night? Best dressed of the night. You can have a few if you want. 
Um, Emma Stone looked nice. She did look nice. I agree. Um, and then Ryan Gosling's mom. That wasn't. That was his sister. His. <laughs> I don't Jeez, know. Justin. Way to age her. Go ahead. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I was only uh, partially paying attention, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure. Somebody if was, was shining, like wrapped in like aluminum foil. Who was that? That I you don't liked? No, uh, she was. A, no, you. You. Oh, you, you're talking about Octa- all the, all Octavia the, Spencer. All the hidden figures, ladies. Octavia nice. Spencer looked phenomenal. I loved her dress. Um, Viola I know I, Davis looking Viola good. Viola Davis also looked wonderful. Congratulations to her. She was my favorite uh, speech. I loved her as well. Her speech was phenomenal. I didn't love her dress very much, but who cares? Because she's so great and intelligent and wonderful. I could give a shit about her dress. But do you know who I thought was um, well-dressed? I'm pretty sure she's his wife. Damien Chazelle's wife, who was in the lavender with, with kind of the Elizabethan collar. Ol- Olivia Johnson. There you go. I thought she was well-dressed. Same thing for um, Star Wars girl, Felicity Jones. Yes. She was well-dressed. And the girl from Moana, Moana, was well-dressed. Moana. I'm a a fan of femininity. And and a lot of them, when they have kind of that A-line skirt, anything with tulle or sequins and a beautiful color, I'm I'm in. I agree, Chrissy. I liked all their looks as well. Best-dressed male? Fashion police. Um. Oh, you know what? I know your favorite, Ryan Gosling shirt. So he had the the, the tux, but the the actual shirt was like like squigglies, like squiggly lines. Or Why something. you know wear good shirt, Ryan Gosling? Why do you say it like that, Chrissy? To give the meme that's like, why you know? But seriously, he—I don't understand. He's this handsome guy with the kind eyes, as the mean tweet said, with with the this like very nice actual um, uh, suit coat on, and he just looked dapper as could be. And then he had this frilly ass shirt that looked like it was half of a pirate shirt from Seinfeld and half of something that my uncle would have worn to a wedding in the seventies. Oh my gosh! I just remember that. I was in, what was it? Some E show. Yes. <laughs> so years ago, Justin worked for E, E, exclamation point, entertainment television. It was like 20 worst TV fashion disasters or something. He went through a phase, y'all, where he was doing a lot of countdown shows. <laughs> Everyone's got to make a living. And one of them was like, 20 worst mistakes in fashion. And sure enough, Justin had to don the Seinfeld puffy pirate shirt and they put like one of those like black boxes over his eyes to help save his identity in air quotes. And he rode the escalator down at the Beverly Center and they just filmed him doing it like walking like a boss. Oh, man. Them all. By the way, if you've never Lots. met Justin, he's six foot six inches tall. So there's no way he's capable of being inconspicuous, black line across his eyes or not. It was amazing. Oh, man. I did that like 15 straight minutes. There were a lot of confused people at the at the Beverly Center. I don't know if any of you is like a, a redditor and you're really good at research. You should probably <laughs> look this up and post it. Please don't. It's amazing. Never. E. Do you know what I was really disappointed in? What? I was disappointed that Suicide Squad is now an Oscar winning movie, but uh, oh Rogue One is not. I really thought, <laughs> and Chrissy can back me up on this, that Rogue One should at least want some kind of sound editing, sound editing, sound <laughs> mixing. Like yeah, something's wrong with the universe. Special effects sounds, Chrissy. Give me some special effects sounds. Go. Pew 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 pew. Chong 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 chong. Why? What do you mean? What is this? 
No, I'm disappointed. Why? They should have won. Oh, they meant in me. And I was like, but I gave you what you wanted. You wanted gun sounds. No, here, here's your, there's your Oscar. Thank you. Congratulations. I'd like to thank the Academy. Fake Oscar. Our, our daughter no, I'm was taking making... it back. Moonlight wins. Oh, burn. <laughs> our daughter was making fake Oscar speeches earlier tonight. She's four, by the way. We were in her room getting ready for bed, and she knew what we were watching, and she, I explained to her what the speech was, and I made her a fake one. She grabbed her dance recital trophy and said, okay, mommy, close your eyes and count to 10. And I did, and I looked out of my eye, and she was practicing a speech. Imagine now future Oscar winners are going to have to practice their speech Knowing perhaps that a couple minutes in, it's going to be rescinded, and it's going to be like, oh, psych, you know, feels like take re- backsies. It feels like a reality show, like you know, somebody gets voted off the island. <laughs> How disappointing for them! I know. Yeah. Did Donald Trump produce this by any chance? Wah, wah. Way to get political, Chrissy. <laughs> I can't help it. Can't you leave your politics out of our major award shows? No, I fucking cannot. Damn it, Chrissy. Just stop it. Liberal media. Liberal fake news media things. You guys can find me at the White House Correspondence Dinner. <laughs> I will be there. If anybody wants me, you can send me an invite. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, congrats to all the winners, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Like I said, McDonald's was- fries for everyone. McDonald's fries. McDonald's fries. Chrissy, why? <laughs> you know I'm like. I know you're weak. I'm just gonna like leave right now, and I'll be back Bye. for like I'll host this by twenty myself. minutes. I'll just keep reading. You things. talk about the. You, I mean, I'm sure you could talk about the first movie by yourself anyway. Probably. Ugh. What does that mean? <laughs> so Chrissy. How yes. long ago did we see La La Land? Somewhere between four and eight weeks. Four and eight four. It was a month or two, basically. You're right. I think it was like a month and a half. Yeah. So obviously, La La Land did not win. It is a no, Oscar, not officially. It's an Oscar losing movie. <laughs> but least, a Golden Globe winner. At least nobody cares about the Golden Globes. Well, you know. except for the Golden, except for the Foreign Press foreign Association. Press. All 54 of them, or whatever it is. They're not even allowed in this country anymore, but they care. They're really excited about voting and handing out <laughs> these awards. Um, obviously, so we watched it together. We both... We went to the theater to see it, by the way. We didn't even see it in the comfort of our living room on a screener. We actually went to the theater. Um, like one of the two movies... Is it two? Two movies I've seen in the theater in 2017. You've it's seen very more than special. that. You saw one today. Up oh, three. And you saw one with our daughter a few weeks ago. Three. La La Land. Yeah. Lego Batman. Yeah. And then I saw John Wick 2 today. You've definitely seen more than that. For sure. John Wick 2. Awesome movie. <laughs> There's my review. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Nice. There's only three. Okay. No. Not, not, not the case. Anyway. That's okay. It's a rare occasion we get to see a movie in the theater. We watched it both Star together. Wars. It's been a while. Star Wars is last year, Chrissy. You no, know what? It's December. Oh. That's pretty good that you've seen three movies and it's only February. What do you want to go? Once a week? 
Was I arguing any other way? I was just counting them up. No, but you're arguing like, oh, woe is me. I never get to go to the movies. I've only seen three. And I'm like, hold up. It's been like seven weeks since the New Year started. I said us, Chrissy. If you want to rewind the, rewind the tape, I said us together, the two of us mm-hmm. in the movie theater together. Don't you remember I wanted to go see the like both 50, 50 Shades movies? <laughs> like we still got 50 Shades 2 on the hook. Like, it's still out there, wanting uh, yeah. to be seen by us. Yeah, it is out there. Anyway, we're both from, you know, we both live in L.A. Chrissy was born and raised in L.A. So, we were very excited about La La Land for a long time. Chrissy's got multiple lady boners for both Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I love them both. I would do either of them, preferably both of them. It sure. would be wonderful. Sure, sure, romp. sure. So, this was like... A meg- if you're at the batting cage, like a slower than slow softball across the plate. And Chrissy's like <laughs> salivating with her bat or something. So tell me, Chrissy. Yeah. We didn't talk a ton about this. No, I tried to talk- engage with you about it. And you're I was like, like shut you- your face. What do you want to talk about in the car? And I'm like, well, well I guess nothing. <laughs> we did talk about And then I said, are we, we going to talk-, talk about no, it? That's a and- lie. Oh, oh. And then I said, are we going to talk about this on the podcast? And you were like... I don't know. Not the type of movie we would do on the podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, does that mean we could talk about it now? And you were like, fine. And you put down your phone. And then you were like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, the movie? (laughs) Wow. I think that's a huge exaggeration. (laughs) Apparently, I'm a major a-hole. No. I don't remember it going down that way. It was pretty close. What else did I do wrong, Chrissy? Nothing. So what did you think about the movie, Chrissy? <laughs> I love that everyone gets like a real glimpse, by the way, into what married life is like. Because <laughs> this is what married life is like. You can love each other and still do fun shit like that. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Crazy Stupid Love. Um, the movie that came out a few years ago, which was the very first pairing of Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, uh, among a, a bunch of other really talented people. Fell in love with that when I first saw it. Fell in love with them specifically. And I've carried a torch ever since. So just like you said, yes, this is a softball for me. But they also had a movie between Crazy Stupid Love and La La Land. Uh, what was that movie called again? Help me out. The 40s movie. You're the super fan. Why no, don't you know? No, that's why I'm asking. This is, well, that's the point. You're talking about Gangster Squad? Yes. Clearly, even though I love them, it doesn't mean that I am, you know, a blind follower to whatever they do because I didn't care to see that film. I thought, yeah, I'll catch it if I can, but it wasn't like something I, I had to make an appointment viewing for. So, what if I told you you did see it? I know for sure I did not see it. I'm a hundred percent positive. Because even movies what if that you like fell asleep. No, because even movies that I was just going to say that I've fallen asleep through or that, you know, kind of I vaguely remember, I can at least vaguely remember. Definitely didn't see this. So what did you think of La La Land? Well, I'm going with there because I'm going to give it a review, but I don't want people to think like, oh, she just likes it because she loves Ryan and Emma. I do love it. Unfortunately, I don't love it as much as the musicals, great musicals that came before it, such as Moulin Rouge and Chicago among others, because they were phenomenal. And this is just good. This is good. 
And I'm glad it got made and I'm glad it got nominated for so many awards. And I'm glad that two of my favorite actors are in it because it made a lot of money and this paves the way for more musicals to make it to film. So for that, I totally appreciate it. Had a good score, had a good storyline, was a little too long and, and certain parts that were, I didn't want to say boring, but kind of like, meh, this is nice. Just kind of a slice of life as opposed to moving. So I wasn't moved by it, but I liked it a lot. So what you're saying is it's not a masterpiece like a lot of people are saying? Correct. Chrissy. What? They thought they could count on you, Chrissy. They thought that you were the ringer and that you would love it and you would, you know, market it to all your friends. I can be objective. And, and I Facebook groups. Well, I did. I said you should go see it. It's a great pinpoint in the chasm. Wait, wait, it was just good, film. Chrissy. Now it's great. Are you waffling? I don't think that you're understanding me. <laughs> it is good. Slash great. Go see it. It's a great pinpoint in the Chasma musicals on film. Okay. Cool. But if you're only going to ever watch one musical on film, that is, made after 1985, make it Moulin Rouge. Mm. That's a spectacular film. This is a good to great film. That film was a trailblazer. This is not. Chicago also was, in its own way, a trailblazer, even though it was working with an adapted script. The the choreography by Rob Marshall, uh, every single lead so on point. They could sing and dance and act. Maybe not Renee Zellweger, but the other ones. And although I love Ryan and I love Emma, they're not singers. They're actors who move well. And I think there really is something to be said for hiring people who can actually goddamn sing and dance. And I, I get a little bit sad when I watch so many talented people who are fantastic singers and hoofers get passed up by people who have names and can't fulfill the the role as it should be fulfilled. Wow. That's a lot of haterade, Chrissy. It's not haterade. It's an honest commentary. So let me ask you this. Sure. Do you think... So from what you're saying is you think if it's a musical... Yes. The two leads better be 10 out of 10 singers, 10 out of 10 dancers. No. Minimum no? minimum of eight. Minimum of eight. And yeah. you don't think either of those met... met no. 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 Okay. He's about a seven. Now, as a person She's who is about a six and a half, who is you know about a five on both. <laughs> just just speaking from from you know an average singer, average dancer, I see it and think, oh okay, you know, I, I kind of say, oh that's how I would dance, or I, and that's they're 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 doing better than me, but they're mm-hmm. like they're closer to my skill level in both aspects than if they would have put 10 out of tens in both roles and that makes me like it a little bit more you're saying that they were not good enough and that took you out of the movie it did and and again it could be very well because she's 10 out of 10 on both by the way no i'm not i'm not saying that but i grew up with a lot of people who are or okay. close to it and and they're pursuing um 
their Broadway careers, I can't say dreams on Broadway because many of them have arrived. They've they've done very well for themselves on Broadway, off Broadway, in film and in television. I got really lucky. I feel like I grew up with people who are kind of like the Mickey Mouse Club generation of uh, Broadway kids. And I know how incredibly talented they are. And unfortunately, though I love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and they're brilliant actors, they lack totally the necessary Broadway singing and dancing skills that many of the this friends of Broadway. I grew up this have. is a movie. This is a motion picture. It is a motion picture, a motion but picture it's a that musical. Has, that has to, you know, make some money at the box office. Like, they could hire your theater friend, but Debbie Reynolds, nobody would know who they Debbie are. Debbie Reynolds and they would studied not for three months and worked her ass off to be able to sing and dance that part before she got and shared the, the, the screen with those guys. She was an unknown and she worked her ass off for that part. Nicole Kidman is not a great singer, but she worked her ass off to dance that part. In you don't think in they worked their ass off enough? And that's what it was? No, but... I, wasn't Emma Stone? She was on Broadway, right? She was in Chicago. Was she? I don't yeah. remember. But what you're saying is it sounds like like they didn't work their ass off enough and that's why they didn't make no, the grade. No, then, then maybe I'm misspeaking because it's not it's necessarily... Not like you're, I mean, you're like... You're saying like they needed to be an eight out of a ten, and one was a seven, and one was a six point five. Yeah. So they were close, very, very, very close. I mean, listen. I mean, like I, I hear Emma, Emma Stone's voice in my head with with the "Here's to the ones who dream," and it's and it's breathy. Everything she does is incredibly breathy, and dare I say, slightly tinny. Um, people who aren't really singers or have a history of being trained to sing, they, they push through it with this breath that I don't know how to describe it other than saying it's like, here's to the ones that dream. And it sounds very tinny like that. And it may sound pleasant. I'm not saying it's unpleasant. Don't misunderstand me. But it's not the way it should be. It's mm-hmm. not a musical Broadway quality of voice, which I can't do right now. Obviously, I'm raspy. But it's like, it's not, here's to the ones that tree there's a difference i would see i would have given you the oscar and shut up not taking it away don't don't light. you start don't you start that was so about I get, me no i get I'm you i get you point. i get you so like you come more you you come more from a, a singing and even more musical background than me so True. you're saying that that kind of took you away and that was one of the big negatives for the, for the movie mm-hmm. and as a as i said a average five out of 10 on both. It didn't bother me as much. The thing about Lala and the bar bothered me the most is, and I think this is one of the things I said right after we got out of the theater. And apparently I barked at you that I wouldn't talk about apparently <laughs> was, um, the act two sagged a lot for me. Like I thought obviously with the crazy, uh, huge sequence on, we found out it was what the ten and the one hundred five of yeah, uh, of L A. Christy and I were at a wrong intersection and thought we were at the La La intersection, stuck in traffic, and we got really excited. And then fifteen minutes later, we're like, "I think we were at the wrong intersection." Well, if I'm not cor- if, if I'm not mistaken, somebody corrected us on Twitter. They were like, "Nope, I don't think that's where you are. You should be here if that's where you were." And then we did be. the Darth Vader. No, yeah. we thought it was so Disappointed. cool. Yeah, Kevin's so disappointed. <laughs> um, but th- that was a very good start to the movie. Although, mixed a little weird. Speaking of sound mixing, 
I remember sitting in the theater and I was like, this is really mixed. The sound is mixed weird uh, for this scene. We think it'd be louder. Mandy Moore did a lot great choreography throughout it the movie. It looked like it was all in one shot. Like, I don't know that if it was. I was vote, if there was a choreography Oscar, it would go to Mandy right. Moore. Right. And I don't know that if it was, if it was all one shot or not. Um, but it certainly looked that way. And that was impressive in and of itself. I was distracted because one of those friends that I grew up with was a dancer in that sequence. And I was watching her the whole time. She was fantastic, by the way. Go Melinda. But... I often sit in LA traffic just sitting there and want to get out and dance like that. But <laughs> I've never gotten the opportunity. So, but like I said, so that's like a huge, like, bam, opening. And then they meet. And then the middle of when they're kind of supposed to be in love and, you know, well, wait, moving back, around back with their careers. I was just like, I kind of, it kind of lost me. What did you think of the storytelling device, though, of kind of going, telling one person's story and then going back? To that's that great and that point. was that was in the act one so right. i'm saying you know obviously they've been in other movies i like as a movie i like crazy stupid love better as well um but we have you know a history with them as as a couple on screen so i think that kind of carried a little bit more because we'd already seen in that movie and i think the the relationship in this movie and why you know of the Okay, they're in love. Why are they in love in this movie? And you really don't get that as much as kind of the I guess I would have liked to. So No, I agree. And and it it doesn't mean that for all of these kind of failings of the movie of not being able to sing and dance at an eight or nine or ten out of ten, or um a little bit of slowness in act two, which I agree with you by the way, and that's what I meant about it being a little long. I it still didn't detract from the overall enjoyment of the film. No, we're 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 both saying the same thing. Yeah. We're like it's a great movie. It's, a it's movie. just not a masterpiece. Agreed. It would be, I mean, and I didn't see a lot of new movies last year, so it would definitely be in my top 10, you know, but it just totally. wouldn't be my number one or number two. Probably, but what so. about, the, what What about the penultimate segment of the There's film? There's what I'm saying. So act one, great, awesome. Act two, sagged, you know. Yeah. Act three, I thought the, the ending was great. I think it was, you know, uh, amazing within the movie. But it kind of um, backtracked on the whole, the, the, the what the, the thematic, whatever the, the theme of the movie was a bit, I think. And you know what? This is weird. So you grew up here in L.A. Yes. So both these the characters moved, you know, to L.A. trying to achieve their dreams as a jazz music what i don't, i think ryan might he have, grew up in la yeah in he the did? movie yeah i think so because he was talking about like things that used to be there and like what happened to the club it was the tapas that's exactly samba tapas so emma <laughs> is a transplant i had the i don't know if you had so it's it's weird it's weird talking about this movie uh living in la for you know as long as as i have and what's weird about it um, cause you see a lot of things, it's just very familiar. Like sure. I'm not a jazz musician or an actress, but you know, Going I, to strange parties I where ca- everybody's like, I came out here in a, in, a, in a U-Haul with a, with a dream, you know, and have survived out here as long as I, I have. So just watching it, I was like, oh, this is very familiar. Oh, this, this definitely is true to heart. This, this, that, that really hurts and kind of. I can uh, 
I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. And if you are an actor or actress, watching Emma Stone go through those audition scenes was painful because that is exactly what it's like. You go in to read for a room of people, um, always men, usually gay, and somebody comes in and interrupts you or hand somebody else a cup of coffee or is talking on their cell phone or texting or looking down at notes and whispering to the person next to them while you're trying to get through a song or trying to get through a monologue or trying to get through your sides. And it's, it takes you out of the moment completely. It's just, it's, oh, it's abrasive and terrible. The audition, um, concept or in the Warner brothers lot in the coffee shop. (laughs) Um, I was like, I don't think I've ever been do they really have a coffee shop like that? I don't know. Warner Brothers has the best commissary I've been to amongst the studios. They have a huge salad bar with lots of options. And nice. as, a ve- as a vegetarian, I commend that. You have a nice salad bar, though, at, in my, at Paramount. In my, in my own La La Land, it would involve <laughs> Chrissy and I commiserating over the salad I feel bar like you're, and falling in love oh, as we... I love it. You know peruse the toppings just to say though i feel like your paramount lot gets it right like they've got a lot of good stuff in that commissary and you have a coffee bean on site they do have a coffee bean i'm jealous the salad bar is like a fourth the size of warner brothers oh whatever when i worked at cbs do you know how small our salad bar was it had like four options in this movie uh the the club that ryan gosling plays in at the beginning of the movie i don't know if it's actually but in within the movie, it's literally a block and a half from where Christy and I used to live before yes. we had kids. Yes. Right near a very famous mural of a bunch of uh, famous Hollywood people. Old they Hollywood. Si- they're sitting in a theater. Like They're sitting in a theater. It's like Shirley Temple and Charlie Chaplin. Um, E.T. is there. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, throughout this movie, if you're from L.A., you're seeing all these There's a lot fam- of things familiar you know. places, mm-hmm. familiar spots... Um, familiar heartache, but all, sadness, but here's the thing: despair, <laughs> disappointment, and blah blah blah. With all those landmarks, you're like, how does she get from Santa Monica all the way to the theater in Los Feliz in five minutes? Not possible. How do they get to the favorite game observatory at night and like get over the fence? It's not a thing. <laughs> they, you know, you would think that they owned the the observatory you here in L.A. Think. for all that they did there. <laughs> Outside, inside, they dancing. They so, were high in PCP or something. My favorite scene, I don't know about you, Chrissy, is the um, the dance overlooking the Hollywood Hills. Is it on the backside of the hills towards like, the valley? Um, it looked like kind of like it. I don't know. I, I thought maybe it was like up towards Mulholland. They just got out of this party, and he pretends that his car is not parked right outside the party just so he can walk her to her car. Which is a great and device. they have a kind of impromptu, very um, Fred Astaire mm-hmm. type dance outside overlooking the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not uh, sentimental. It's definitely like, a, oh, well, I don't like you anyway. And good, good thing we don't like each other because this would never work out, which is obviously a very funny little tongue in cheek thing for the audience. Who knows? It's eventually going to work out. So you graded their singing skills. How would you grade their dancing skills? Better. Uh, Ryan's a better dancer than, than Emma. Emma, I think is a better, uh, actress overall. She's a fantastic actress. Uh, however, Ryan Gosling can move. 
He was a great dancer when he was younger and he tapped well. She moves well. I wouldn't call her a dancer. I would say she moves very well, though. They're better dancers than singers. Cool. Cool. I like to dance, too. You do? What's your favorite genre of dance? Um, I like to do the footloose dance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes, that very famous genre that people like spend years If I years was on studying. Dancing with the Stars... I would be forever waiting for Footloose Dance Week. <laughs> like, the point um, where he gets really kind of frustrated with everything that's going on in town and he just has to dance out his anger. There you go. Um, in that like kind of pseudo warehouse with um, pommel bars and no pommel horses. And what are they called? Pommel horse. Pommel horse and swing, uneven bars. Uneven bars and rings. Uneven rings. And Not uneven rings, just rings. The song, never, 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 never. And he's like dancing and is stuff. That, so. Is that your favorite movie musical? Is that considered a movie musical? Yes. Um, Absolutely. It's definitely up there. I mean, we've talked a lot about my, my love of Footloose and the soundtrack. And, I know. You know, if I have a lot of anxiety, I've got to listen to it and really dial it down. <laughs> Almost paradise. You know. So it's gotten really embarrassing. If so. not Footloose, what else would qualify as your favorite movie musical? Um, I mean, I like Moulin Rouge, like you. <gasps> I just don't like to watch it in a theater where the the sound is coming through, you know, speakers <laughs> behind a couple of aquariums or something, costing your ears. Exactly. Justin took me to a Valentine's Day screening of Moulin Rouge uh, at a famous downtown LA theater last year. And holy shit, you guys, I don't know what happened, but the speakers blew out maybe like five minutes in. So by the time it gets to like elephant love medley, it's like, we could be heroes forever and ever. Like right in your ear. Like the, the worst possible movie for something like that to happen No, it, to. Was, it was a mistake. And, I, and, and it's like one of Chrissy's favorite movies and it was Valentine's <laughs> Day. So I was like, I guess I've got to stick this out. You just, oh boy. Even even like slow songs like One Day I'll And I've been drinking too. So I was like, oh man, this is not going well. <laughs> you know, even slow songs like One Day I'll Fly were like, one day I'll fly away. Like right in your ear. And then afterward, we leave the theater. Justin gets in the car. He's like, I don't feel so good. And sure enough, we have to pull over on the way home because he has, he's sick. And when I asked him, I was like, what happened? Did you drink too much? Or anything? He's like, no, my ears and my head hurt from that fucking movie theater. And that made him sick. Quite literally made him sick on Valentine's Day. Don't say, I, you know, never do anything for you, Chrissy, or I, I haven't proved my love in a meaningful way because... You have. You also took me to Titanic on Valentine's Day the year before that. Man, something is wrong with me. <laughs> like, I I might as well be in Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, I Wait, won't, what? How do we get there? I love torture, apparently. I love torture. <laughs> oh my like, God. take out the whips and chains and all those other things and just, so you know, you're telling me have your way with me. I'm the Jamie Dorner of this relationship. Yes. Oh, God. Exactly. Oh, boy. Who, by the way, were at the Oscars. No chemistry during their <laughs> delivery of their, their speeches or oh, whatever. Oh, look. I know you. You look familiar. So the next award is for best sound editing amongst a documentary short. And now we won't even look at each other. Oh, look. I know you. Didn't she say something like she, that? That's what I just said. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um... So what else? Anything else about La La Land? 
Um, I feel like the end was probably the best part of the entire thing. It, I, I have a thing with any movie, but particularly musicals, that just grab me by by the heart and then like pluck it out of my chest. Grab you by the vagina like no, Donald not, Trump? No, not the vagina. Okay. You cannot grab it. Sorry, Donald Trump. You cannot grab it unless you want a lawsuit. But just the, the whole what could have been. I mean, it's a very common you know thing in books, movies, TV, all of the above. But when it's done well and poignantly, it just rips my heart out and I want to watch it over and over again. Let me ask you this. Sure. So in the movie, their characters, they kind of like break up in a spectacular way. And it's like they couldn't break up for a while to kind of pursue their dreams and then come back together. It's kind of like, oh, this can't, we we just can't be together ever, you know? It was like they were holding each other back, but inadvertently so. And that's the thing. The I think this movie would have been a little better with a kind of more of a downer downer ending really well because it's all about the struggle of you know making it in hollywood and becoming a jazz musician who owns your own club or a famous actress and it's all about the struggle and then they break up to make it happen and then they both kind of make it happen but they're not together because they didn't have each other as a distraction Hmm. But she ends up having um, the the guy from that thing you do in the end. So. She does, but but we we don't even know how they met because it's never revealed. But it's assumed that she meets him after she's established herself. She's not having to work so hard every day to get to that level where she has time for a relationship that won't necessarily impede her ability to continue to strive. I think it's a little less true for men, to be honest with you. And this is, you know, where my feminism card shows. But no, oh, gosh. But it, but it's true. You guys, in general, have an easier time of being able to pursue your dreams and maintain a relationship. Uh, and a lot of girls, whether it's through their own choice or through a set of unfortunate circumstances, often find themselves in a position where it's almost like they have to pick a relationship or their career. Where you have to choose whether you have a one-woman show on Santa Monica Boulevard where only eight people show. Well, did you see the email? Not including your boyfriend, but a very, very famous casting director is strangely in the audience, which Which, always happens. um, Every single... One woman show happens. Can did you see that email that it was in freeze frame that the, she sent out to everybody in Hollywood without BCCing anybody? She sent out like this mass email, like she's on AOL in 1998, and she like titles all of it, Hollywood at AOL.com. Basically, she titles it Mia Dolan's one woman show, which you know definitely won't get deleted by people who don't know her. And then she writes about how it's like a labor of love in the body of the email, but doesn't tell at all what it's about i don't don't even know because it happened quickly whether she attached a resume or a headshot or anything but i was like oh well no wonder nobody's coming to the show you want to guess what la la line has on uh rotten tomatoes okay uh 92 93 Ooh, i was close so as of last week it's grossed 130 six thousand dollars no hundred thirty six thousand dollars it's really doing well hundred thirty six million in california on a 30 million budget doing well for itself um 
small budget. Apparently, the film has been met with high demand for a possible Broadway-bound stage adaptation. That I would watch. The studio, Lionsgate, has expressed strong interest. And Ryan Gosling has also hinted at the possibility of starring in such a production. Shut your face. Buy me a ticket. I'm going. Valentine's Day 2020. Let's go. (laughs) So successful thus far. We can make this happen, everybody. Go fund me. Well, apparently I'm never going to be able to see Hamilton, so this would be a good second option. That's not true. It's coming to LA. I know, but it's going to be sold out like this second it goes on sale. It's going to be like the Radiohead concert that we never get to go to. So you have to kind of, uh, you know, this is gonna murder be like, someone for tickets. This is going to be like the NES that we tried to get for Christmas, Justin. Yeah, where is that, by the way? It didn't happen. Is it over there? Nope. Is it under here? Nope. Is it under this pillow? We're never getting one. <sighs> IMDb trivia, ready for this? I'm ready. Emma Watson turned down the role of Mia due to, due to scheduling conflicts with Beauty and the Beast, while Ryan Gosling turned down the role of the Beast in that film to appear in this one. Ryan Gosling would have been the Beast. Yeah, can't you see that? No, no, he's <laughs> not. Cass. He's not beast-like to you. No. Are you excited to see Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, and no. Chrissy's already hating on Emma Watson in that movie. I love Emma Watson as an actress. I think her singing leaves something to be desired. Couldn't they have cast somebody who could sing? Couldn't they have cast one of my theater friends? No, in this role? I'm making. Oh God, I was just making a point. There are many people who are unknowns who can sing. Yeah, of course, but they're not going to draw, you know, millions of people to go see their movie. Cough, cough, Debbie Reynolds, cough, cough. Disney's got deep, deep pockets. Like, they're making it rain everywhere with Star Wars. So then why not? You know, live action remakes of their animated properties. So why couldn't they? The Marvel Universe. Well, why couldn't they have, have, have cast the girl who voiced Moana? She's beautiful and can sing. Yeah, but she's not a known name. She is now. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let's test this theory. What's the name? No, 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 no. Don't go to your phone, Chrissy. What are you talking about? I just proved my point. You don't know her name. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's like, it's Hawaiian. It's like, it ah. Does, uh, it doesn't matter. You don't know. Like, you want to be able you want to look on the poster. It's not going to say the girl who played Moana, you know, in Beauty <laughs> the Beast. It's going to be her name. And if you don't know her name, you're going to be like, oh, okay, then I don't have to see that. So. Her name is Aului. <laughs> Cravalho. Again, I proved Cravalho. my Cravalho. point. Cravalho. The audition scene where the casting director interrupts Mia's emotional performance to take a phone call was actually inspired by one of Ryan Gosling's actual real-life auditions. Well, that doesn't surprise me. So there's been a lot of conspiracy on whether Ryan Gosling did the piano playing in this movie. Do you think it's 100% his 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 hands, his digits. Do I think it's 100%? Love, I don't his think his love appendages in oh God. in all those scenes. I don't think anything in Hollywood is 100%. I do think he studied his ass off for months and played the piano for 6 hours a day every day. That's to not get what I asked. Good. I need a percentage. So, so there's some CGI fingers? No, I would say it's probably <laughs> 80% him. 80%. Yeah. So they're liars. It's not they're saying 100%, you're saying 80. Oh, they're saying it's 100%? I think that was like the whole Thing. Are they really? They're saying it's a hundred percent him. Um. Yeah. Well, all play all. All right. 
you know, this is IMDb. But I, I remember when this was all when this first came out. They're like, oh yeah, he he learned so he took you know two hours a day for how many weeks? Like he made this happen. That's a better story than he did eighty percent of this. You know, the stuff. I mean, I think he did the vast majority of it. Um. I find it I find it weird that Ryan Gosling's character never introduces himself to Emma Stone's character, and she never calls him by his name. She never calls him Sebastian. Apparently, according to IMDb trivia, really, it might be wrong. We, trivia has been wrong here. I don't know about that. Um, last thing, Chrissy, do you know um, the Express Lane Freeway lamp ramp used in the opening number, Another Day of the Sun? Same stretch of freeway as used for another sequence in another one of your favorite movies. Go. Oh, Jesus. You need to give me a hint. Like, what? A, a musical or? Whoa. What? Come on. Speed? Yes. Yay. <laughs> when you said it like that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. The bus jump. The bus jump. The 50 foot section of the bus jump. They were jump. just building the 105 at that time. Were they? Yeah. That's right. There you go. I know. What was your favorite song in the movie? I liked Audition. It's my it's one of my favorites too. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, City Stars won in the Oscars, but I was like, no, I like Audition better. Yeah, Audition it tells more of a story. It's well, stuff. literally. So, what will be your <laughs> final grade for La La Land? A minus. A minus. Yeah. A minus. Maybe B plus. B okay. Plus. Well, I it's mean, good it, movie. it's fair. Yeah. It's a good movie. I agree. Oscar losing movie, by the way. Oh, womp womp. No, it won. How many went? Seven? Uh, it won seven, yes. Seven, but not mm-hmm. the big one. Nope. One by Moonlight. I know. Holy crap. Congratulations to Moonlight. Hey, Moonlight. Great movie. Also has a weird, like, uh, I uh, you didn't see it. I saw it. It's like broken up into thirds. Um, I like the first and second third a lot more than the third. So I had like a similar situation like La La Land. Like I liked... Two thirds of it, a very great deal, and the part of it, I was just like, "Yeah, that's okay." Yeah, you know, can't win them all. So let's talk about our second movie real quick, Chrissy. Yes. Now the most menacing musical comedy ever to paint the silver screen: Green Little Shop of Horrors. Where did you get such a weird plan? Thrilled to the romance. Will you marry me? Sure. Witness the drama. You'll be a You have a talent for causing things. I've been saving all month for this. I think I need a root canal. I'm sure I need a long, slow root canal. Feed me, Crabbon! Feed me now! Savor the spectacle of the first plant in motion picture history ever to sing for its supper. Starring Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, Vincent Gardenia, with a special appearance by Steve Martin. James Belushi, John Candy, Something. and Bill Murray. It's your professionalism that I respect. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> You're a Miss Musical. I am. You love musicals. Evidently. Movie musicals. Sure. Actual musicals. Yeah. But you've never seen our second movie before. We have a problem. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Go ahead. Because uh, you just introduced me as Miss Musicals and like Miss I Love Musicals, which is, uh, well, the latter of those two things is a fact. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that actually wasn't a bad I one. I apologize. Go ahead. You typically have louder ones. 
Uh, but even though I love musicals, I didn't grow up with them the way so many of my friends did, people who really love musicals. Don't backtrack on your love. No, no, I'm not backtracking. I'm more or less explaining why I haven't seen things like Little Shop of Horse. I actually haven't seen Singing in the Rain. I haven't seen uh, Pirates of Penzance. I haven't seen a lot of uh, classic musical movies uh, or the actual musicals because I don't live in New York. So I listened to their soundtracks, a.k.a original Broadway cast recordings and love them, but I haven't seen a lot of them. So don't hate me for being that musical theater p- person who is not quite good enough. There's to no know hate involved, Chrissy. There's no way, there's no reason to get defensive about this. I'm just, I'm not getting defensive. I'm explaining myself. You have to explain yourself. I'm not. So Chrissy. Yes. 1986's Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. First time you saw it. Yeah. Actually, the second time we saw it, because the first time you fell asleep seven minutes in. I was so tired. Oh, my God. I you Well, you had been harassing me lovingly to watch it all night. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to let you down. This is the thing with you and me very frequently, is that I know I'm like a hair away from falling down. I'm so tired. But I don't want to let you down. So I like drag my feet about it because I know I'm tired. But then I do it and then I end up falling asleep. And then you make fun of me. <laughs> So the second time you watched it, what did you think? <laughs> second time I watched it. Go seriously. ahead. It was great. Uh, I, I was surprised to see Steve Martin. In it. I don't know why. I mean, obviously I knew that like Rick Moranis was in it. Um, and there's a big Venus flytrap in it. <laughs> Some of the songs. <laughs> there is a big Venus flytrap in it, Chrissy. <laughs> I knew about the three um, chorus singers throughout. And uh, I, I didn't know the actress, but I knew of the character of Audrey. But Steve Martin, what man, when he first took the screen, I remember like looking at him like, wait a second, wait a second. And I elbowed you. I'm like, is that Steve Martin? And you looked at me like, um, yes. Yes, it is. One of your favorite uh, actors. Well, this movie is has a couple of my favorite actors. It has my favorite actor in Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray, yeah. In a small role. And then it has another favorite actor in Steve Martin. So Steve when Martin this, stole every scene he was in. So when this came out in 1986, as I told you when we were watching, this was like prime time for Justin kind of, you know, falling in love with movies. And so <laughs> at six. this this yeah, at six <laughs> years old. So um not only was I a fan of musicals at the at the time, but I was a fan of kind of weird type genre movies. So when a musical came along So that, nothing's changed. Start a uh, man-eating Venus flytrap-like plant with Rick Moranis, Bill Murray, and Steve Martin. I was like, "Sign me up, <laughs> Mom! Take me to see Little Shop of Horrors." And your mom's like, "Uh." <laughs> the way you said it sounded like horrors. Well, I was saying with the southern. And my accent. mom was like, "What did you say?" <laughs> no, I will not show you the the Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Did your daddy tell you about that from the video store? <laughs> that, that's the kind of movie you'd have in the back room of the video <laughs> store. The back room. I'm sure they had a, a porno version of this movie. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. This movie was like straight down the middle. Um, Primetime Justin. Primetime Justin. And um, uh, watching it back, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember 
loving a lot of this. So. Do you think it holds up? I think it mostly holds up. I do too. And the, so the, the here's the main reason why. So obviously we just talked about there's a lot of great performances in it. There is a lot of great. I mean, as a musical, a lot of a lot of songs have to be good. And people who can actually sing them. <gasps> what a concept! So this is the Frank Oz directed this movie of, you know, Wizard of Oz fame. <laughs> yes. Of Wizard of Oz fame. <laughs> he, 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 you know. He also did the HBO show Oz. <laughs> he also played the werewolf in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> you know, Frank Oz. <laughs> Do you know who Frank Oz is, Chrissy? Not really. I've heard the name. <laughs> so Frank Oz, um, he directed a ton of great movies. Uh, Dark Crystal... Muppets Take Manhattan was a huge one when I was a kid. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. What about Bob? I um, loved What About Bob. In and Out. I love In and Out. Bowfinger. Um, but as a kid, uh, I loved him as the vo- voice of Yoda, Miss Piggy, wait, Fozzie wait, Bear, wait. Animal. He was the vo- voice Sam of Yoda the Eagle, in Star Wars. Cookie Monster, Bert Grover. Like, hold on. He was like he was this guy. Do not, you must. Like, he was Yoda? Yeah. Shut up. Frank Oz. What? Chrissy. Frank Oz? What do I know? (laughs) What do you know? Apparently not a lot about Frank Oz. Well, I know. That's why you're... That's why we have this podcast, so we can educate you on these things. (laughs) Yes. But no, uh, Muppets, Sesame Street, these are things that raise me, Chrissy. Did he Elmo's voice? He did not do Elmo's voice. <laughs> we did all those other voices and all those other great movies. And so he directed this and uh the the people that wrote it were uh Howard Ash- the late Howard Ashman and um Alan Meekin who did The Little Mermaid. Yes. Beauty and the Beast, yes. Aladdin, great great songs on great movies, who was soundtracks also at the we Hollywood Bowl last time we went and he was playing the uh introduction. Alan Meekin? Yes. For when, when, when did we go? What, 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 what? Oh, geez. What were we seeing um, played live? It, oh, it was when Sarah Bareilles did Little Mermaid. Oh, you weren't there. <sighs> Oops. I'm sorry. <laughs> that God. was when my best feel, friend Kim and feel, I went. I feel like you just uh, <laughs> La La Land me and just oh like, God, stepped I in did. his moonlight. I know. It hurts, Chrissy. I'm I was not so there. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was there. And he that did. was when John Stamos sang, right? Mm-hmm. He was, and, uh, what's his name, right? The, the um, cook. Le poisson, le poisson. Uh, <laughs> he could sing. I would have liked to have been there. Like, it, I was, you know, I wasn't even nominated. Kim took me. It wasn't my choice. I just went. But uh, Alan Micken did the whole, like, first 30 minutes or so, just sitting at the piano on the stage playing all his songs. Sounds amazing. Hate that I missed it. Thanks, Chrissy. Sorry. Little Shop of Horrors got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a, that's a, a a good rating. I think that that is an appropriate. Anyway, rating. the soundtrack in this movie is really awesome. What's your favorite song? I mean, gotta love Suddenly Seymour. I'd say sure, sure. Suddenly Seymour. Isn't it great? This is the first time you've seen that. Is it her speaking voice is like totally? How would you describe it, Ellen Green's speaking voice in this? Like coquettish, like. Coquettish? Co- is that's cook? I said it wrong. I'm okay. sorry. 
And then, but once you start singing, you're like, oh, whoa. Like, there comes the Broadway. She sounds like a mouse just trapped in a bottle. But she's got, but talk she about a 10 out of 10 singing voice. Like, Suddenly, Simone. Wow. Like, she just belts it out. She's a belter. I love belters. Um, somewhere that's green. Like, so many good songs <laughs> in this movie. But, um, yeah, I was yeah, a nerdy, uh, nerdy kid that loved musicals. I was like, okay, if I was ever to be in a musical, I would want to play Seymour in this movie. You'd I remember be a in high school, great Seymour. I remember in high school, I was like trying to get my my musical department. I was like, we could do this. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Wait, um, you should have. I mean, not you, but the school. I I not i wasn't as strong of a singer and then you're like how do we do the plant <laughs> that's gonna take a lot of time that a lot of come on a lot of uh community theater oh i know do it. i know we did what what did your school end up doing that season instead uh what do we do uh godspell with it godspell yeah What's the, what's the biggest role you've played in a, in a theater production? Oh god, I was in Mousetrap. <laughs> Agatha Christie's oh, Agatha the Mouth, Christie. okay. Mousetrap. Yeah, and I played uh, Mr. Perricini, the the French guy, <laughs> but I had the worst French accent <laughs> of all time. And when I say worst French accent, is it was more of a British accent. Which, you know, was not only embarrassing on his face, but I was actually, I took French class, so I had no excuse. It was terrible. I was terrible in that role. I've heard your French accent when we're in the car doing Hamilton, and I hear you go, a wee wee mon ami, je m'appelle Lafayette. It's because I'm from... I'm from the South, so it, it's more like French, you know? Southern Southern French, you. French. I'm just messing with you. Yeah, man. I was never great at that. That was a mistake. I should have taken Spanish. I don't know what I was thinking. I guess si, I was, in high school, I was like, it's way like the, the the ladies will love it more if I take French as opposed to Spanish. Didn't work out. I would love it and if you either speak French aspect. to me. Go ahead. Speak some French to me. Well, obviously, I've tried and I. it sounds like you just did an impression Parlez of me. Parlez-vous français? Ugh. <laughs> Um, this movie's known for having two different endings, one of which is kind of happy and one of which is like super dark and like depressing Godzilla type <laughs> crazy with, you know, the plants like growing huge right. and taking over the, the earth basically. Yes. So they spend all this money on on that ending, and they don't use it. That's in the director's cut. So Chrissy kind of fell asleep during that part, so she I, wouldn't have known either of the endings. But I do remember that, like the plant basically like spawned all the many plants, and then everyone bought them, and I kind of like got what was happening. Although I was getting tired at the end. Yeah, that's so. That's more like the director's cut. But um, anything else about Little Shop Floors you you remember or, or stood out? Um, the, uh, whoever did the production design did, did a great job. Practical effects for the win, right? Yes. Could you imagine if they did the remake and they would, it would be all CGI plant. So I've heard, there's been rumblings about a remake with, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing Seymour. I would love him as Seymour as long as they don't CGI the shit out of it. But then the plant would be CGI and it would kind of be ruined because 
watching it back, you're like, oh man, remember the days of practical effects. This is really cool. The the plant's actually there and, you know, he's feeding it blood out of his fingers and, you know, it grows bigger and bigger. And He's a great example of an actor who can actually sing. Do you know who else is a great example of an actor who can really sing? Who? Jake Gyllenhaal. I've seen the video. OMG. Do yourself a favor, people. If you're a fan of musicals, go and watch uh, a clip of him doing uh, Sunday in the Park with George. It's on YouTube. Oh, my God. He's just brilliant. IMDb trivia for Little Shop. Listen to this. Only movie in which Steve Martin and Bill Murray appear together. There you go. Oh. Uh, When producer David Geffen originally tried to get the film made, Steven Spielberg was attached to produce and Martin Scorsese to direct. That would have been interesting. They would have gone with the darker ending. (laughs) So the song Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which was just written for the film... Not the the you know off Broadway production is the first was the first Oscar nominated song to contain profanity. Really? Apparently. Wow. I wonder what this. I'm sure it was the the South Park song. I think the South Park song was nominated. The South Park song was "Blame Canada." Was there profanity in that? Do you remember? I don't know, but do you know which I think actually won and had a bunch of profanity in it? Which one? Uh, Eminem, Eight Mile. True. Was it? Th- but uh, Three Six Mafia, they won too that one year. I wonder if that was profane. Wait, that. wait, wait. Is that the song where it's, it sounds like a cash register and a gunshot? No. You're thinking of a different one. I hate that song. That's the um, the Bang Bang. The Pineapple Express song. Yeah, that you hate. I can't stand that damn song. Um, I actually remember this. The The film inspired a board game by Milton Bradley called Feed Me, which came out in 1987, which players had to drop marbles in the giant flytrap's mouth. Oh. I would have... You know what I would like to see? A reimagining of Hungry Hungry Hippos with Venus flytraps. Like, that would be a great Feed Me game. Get on that, Chrissy. I mean, I should. The filmmakers originally offered the role of Audrey to Cindy Lauper oh. before casting original stage star Ellen Green... Lauper wanted the 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 part, but couldn't commit due during due to her recording touring schedule at the time. Madonna was also reportedly considered for the role. No, yikes! Cindy Lauper would have been pretty good. I'm glad we had Ellen Green, but Sadly, Sima. <laughs> it would have been a different interpretation. But can you imagine Madonna's? Oh my god! I can't even. I can't even imitate it. I'm not a good Madonna impersonator. Do it. I, I don't know if I could. Do it. Um. No, I can't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Lame. Yeah. So, what'll be your final grade for La La Land? A minus, same as it was before. A minus for La La Land. Yes. Oh, sorry. Little <laughs> shop for us. Getting confused. Go. B plus. B plus. Yeah. Yeah, probably B plus. That's good. I'm glad you finally saw it. Me too. We, we, out of curiosity, because you graded both films the same. Yeah. Which one do you prefer of the two? Um, just prefer, I mean, pure nostalgia's sake, Little Shop Before You us. can't fight with nostalgia. It, it's just... Nostalgia, plus it's actually a good movie that holds up. I agree. Um, I've only seen La La Land once, but I'm looking forward to seeing it again. It's right there. Question. On, on our... <laughs> while we're on the subject of uh, musicals. Yeah. When is too young to show our four-year-old daughter, Sweeney Todd? Now. Now, <laughs> I was too young. Really? Yeah. You don't think she can handle it? 
I wouldn't show a little shop of horrors either. And it's, yeah. it's you know, Sweeney feel, Todd's darker than this. Well, well, well wait. I Got feel some like, similar things going on. I feel like a big, scary, man-eating plant is somehow more frightening. Than, than your barber slitting your throat? She's never going to go to a barber. She's never going to grow a beard. But she goes to, like, the salon. They cut her hair. Also, lately I've been explaining to her that when she sees blood on television, it's ketchup. So now she's under the impression that the makeup artist just squirts ketchup all over the person. Chrissy, she was scared of the live action Cinderella because the horse and carriage went too fast leaving the party. I'm pretty sure she wasn't even three when we took her to see that, though. So that might have had something to do with it. (laughs) FYI. She's kind of afraid that the the, the beast and Beauty and the Beast, the trailer, looks like a werewolf for like a couple seconds. Which he does. So she's kind of afraid of that. Joanna. I think she'd be fine. Beauty and the Beast. City on fire. <laughs> um, Mischief. Chrissy, I don't think we can end this episode without th- uh, pouring out a little drink. Drink. 40. Okay. Beer. I drink so many of those. To the um, dearly departed Bill Paxton. Just passed away. We found out just passed away today, this morning. Woke up. What a heavy heart I have about that one. Right? Yeah, not just because he was in Titanic. Is it weird that we feel this so deeply when actors, you know, die like this? Yes and no. I think, um, yes, because it's like we feel like we know them when we don't really know them. It's more our impression how they made us feel. Yeah. But by all accounts for those who did know him or have the um, pleasure it's of like meeting him. It's like we feel him, it more deeply when they're actually seeing like they're good people in real he, life. Ev- by every account I've heard, he was a super nice guy. Like salt of the earth, really so easy to get on we've with. We've covered a couple of different um, uh, movies with Bill Paxton on the podcast. I can think of uh, Aliens, which is my favorite Bill Paxton movie. One of my top five favorite movies of all time. Titanic is Chrissy's favorite movie of all time. We talked about True Lies he was mm-hmm. in. But um I kind of he's like the garlic salt of movies. Like he made <laughs> all the movies he was better. in a little bit better. <laughs> like you're looking really down the cast assign if you're like you wanting to see a new movie and you're looking at the cast, you're just like, Oh, Bill Paxton. Okay. Like at the very least it has Bill Paxton in it. I don't understand how people confuse him with Bill Pullman. You know what? It's very weird. Like <laughs> I was just defending both of their honor on Twitter like two weeks ago. Were you really? Someone said an unknown person on Twitter was like talking. I don't know. They're probably kind of just playing, but they're like Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton kind of suck. And I was like, what? No, that's like both are awesome. For like you're talking about about both of my like favorite uncles, basically. (laughs) So I had to kind of list out some Bill Paxton movies I love, and he, you know. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I don't know if I've told you about this. So, um, obviously, I'm not from California, but um, when I was in college, I came out here for an internship for a summer, and um, the original plan was to last three months. I lasted just over two months because I had an internship at MTV News and then a side job as a security guard to that actually paid, and I ran out of money about two months in, and I had to leave early because I ran out of money. Anyway, so talking about La La Land, like disappointment, and it's hard right? to be out in L.A. 
but during that internship, I had a couple experiences as like a wide eye, like bumpkin from North Carolina kid where uh, you like you you meet celebrities or people that you know and you're kind of like, oh my gosh. And there was a couple experiences where I met these celebrities where <clears throat> right, Gary. Um, where I was like, that did like that was not a good experience at all. You know, I did not enjoy that or they weren't very nice or what? What are you talking about? I didn't hear who you coughed. Oh, I said Mariah Curie. You met, yo, you met Mariah? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. that. Yeah. Anyway, she's a great person. Love her. <laughs> awesome to work with. Um, but, 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 um, Bill Paxton was, was one of the first people, I don't know if it, I think it was that uh, it was you know it was around the turn of the century so I think it was for Frailty or one of those movies where um and you know me we've talked about this Chrissy if I see someone like a celeb I usually won't approach them because I'll be too afraid yes but uh this one I was actually there and I was working an event or something and I was just like I had to tell him I was like dude I was like I loved you in aliens i loved you in weird science especially like predator 2 like you're the man man like you like meant like a lot to me as a kid and it's crazy that i'm here to talk to you and i hope that you don't think that i'm weird or something and he couldn't have been like the nicest person and so i just remember coming out of that whole internship the that like two months where i was like okay these people kind of sucked but at least Bill Paxton's cool. And like, I totally remember him as like that kind of person. He's like a total, he was a total family man. I know, you know, he talked about his wife and how much he loved his Aww. wife and his kids. And so, yeah. So Isn't today I was great like, it's to meet people like that in Hollywood, by the way. Huh? Isn't it so nice and redeeming to meet people like it that is. in Hollywood? It is. I agree. But how so yeah, sad. It was, it was just a total sad day. And like, at 61, young. 61, you know. Rest in peace, man. That sucks. But yeah, like um, we mentioned those movies, but Twister. I love Twister. Um, it's a good movie. Even in Indian Summer. Like, do you remember Indian Summer? No. He's got a one false move and you're dark. Total. A lot of check out his IMDb. He's a very have a Bill underrated uh, working man's actor who was, you know, a gem of a person in real life. So. Aww. Rest in peace. Yeah. So that's about it, Chrissy. We have to end on a downer note. I know, right? I was going to say, but on a plus side, Moonlight. <laughs> Congratulations to Moonlight. Yeah. Great movie as well. Congratulations to everyone that won. Weird ending to an Oscars, but... Um... Here's to the ones that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Chrissy, where can you find us on the interwebs? Where can't you find us on the interwebs? You can find us on uh, pretty much any platform that hosts podcasts. Uh, and we are So I Married Movie Geek. You can also search Movie Geek Cast and we pop up. On Twitter, we are at Movie Geek Cast. Uh, on Snapchat, at Movie Geek Cast. And on Facebook, at Movie Geek Cast as well. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, so next week, Chrissy's very excited about this she just finally realized or i told her what was going on so march we're doing uh mainly movie uh mainly movie march for all of march and chrissy is giving me the stare down right now that she wants to kill me not staring i'm blinking a lot there's a that, that's actually the opposite Blink, of staring Blinkenstein over here is <laughs> blinking, blinking at, at me you over and over again 
So we have a lot of um a lot of big plans for some uh, yeah. big manly movies for well, Chrissy to watch that she's never seen before. Definitely stay awake for all of them, I'm sure. Including a new uh hashtag fantasy movie draft with some um a rematch of some hashtag pardon family members from our very first fantasy movie draft, which should be really exciting. I'm excited. Yay. Um are you excited, Chrissy? I mean, if Mainly I were movies? if I were playing in this in this particular fantasy movie draft, I would be because I won the last one. Oh, I have to bring <laughs> that up. Chrissy did win February fantasy movie draft. <laughs> I think she rigged it. I think Russia helped her. I did not rig it. We discussed this last time. There was no Russia. Actually, Chrissy, I hate to do it like this to you, but Moonlight actually won the February fantasy movie draft. Brian Friedman, you won. <laughs> the moonlight one. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so look forward to that. But um, in conclusion, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate it. Please leave us a uh, review and rating on iTunes. Do if it you in have Bill the time. Paxton's honor. He would want you to do it. Whoa, that's deep. Because we love him. We love him. We love you guys. And we're going to see you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye.